I'm Kevin, and welcome to my podcast, Fighting My Freedom, where we talk about what gets us going. What are you passionate about? What gets you up in the morning? I'm excited about my next guest today. She is a singer, songwriter, activist, and poet. And I spent most of the last episode talking about this episode. <laughs> so we're just going to get right into it. So I'm going to play two songs, one before the interview and one after the interview. And uh, we'll have to see what you guys think of the tunes. The first one is called Water is Life. And we're going to get to that right now.
Hey, Sonny, how you been? It's great talking to you. Hey, Kevin, I've been doing good. How are you, brother? Well, I'm doing all right. Just living the dream. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Wilderness camping on a mountaintop. (laughs) Sounds like a good time. With With no one in sight for... Uh, miles and miles and many, many miles. But what's interesting is uh, we're going to have a sunrise ceremony tomorrow morning at sunrise, which is about 4.20 in the morning. So um, some folks are holding the camp right now uh, over at Pihimuha, which is like down the road and up the mountain. And then the camp we're at right now is at Sentinel Rock. And that's um, another you know, another camp that's up um, up a mountainside and right here in uh, Oravada, Nevada. So it's kind of cool that we're talking today. So what brought you out to that part of the country this time? Uh, there is a lithium mine um, Amer- uh, that's looking to be started um, here at Thacker pass and it's an open pit lithium mine and it's a 40-year proposal and in those 40 years it'll just be mayhem uh, for the water system here and you know just the the natural wildlife there's like burrowing owls here there's all types of um snakes and insects and animals and uh there's a cattle ranch there's ranchers and cattle and there's folks that are definitely opposed to it and then folks that are not opposed to the this lithium mine um, and it's um, it would just be devastating to the I mean the precarious water problem that's already happening in the southwest. 
in this part of the country. So that's, yeah. I think that's why they built the Hoover Dam. It controls like water for like three states or something. Yeah, the Hoover Dam, a bunch of other different, you know, they're they're like uh, they're proposing like another lithium mine down at the uh, Pyramid Lake Indian Reservation there. You know, and if that if that if that happens, they'll you know, they're proposing to use water from the lake. You know, it's you know, the it, it's just. um yeah, it's you know the Colorado River is running dry. You know, um, it's the, and there's this is a basin, so there's a lot of like groundwater, but you know that keeps trees and things growing here. It's beautiful. I mean, there is a wetland here, and you know with this lithium mine and what it takes to run this lithium mine, sulfuric acid, it will just just dis- it'll just destroy everything and. Um, and like even make it uh, more, like I said, the water situation even even um, more detrimental for the future. I mean, you know, they have a, we were in Reno recently and we saw a paper, a newspaper article that said, you know, we're safe for 80 years. Well, what about um, there's, you know, life goes on beyond, be, um, you know, bef- after 80 years. So, you know, we, we, we only, we're safe for 80 years. Well, what about <laughs> yeah. our kids, kids, kids? <laughs> They're like, we're going to be dead by then. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but that's the thing. We're not going to be dead by then. We're eternal beings. Like this planet is millions and billions of years old. So, you know, like, like, I mean, if we're running the extinction program, yeah, we'll be dead. If we're thinking about Armageddon, yeah, we'll be dead. But, you know, like the, I think life is a very um, mystical thing. And, you know, we will humans humanity we we're brilliant we have we're capable of so much goodness and so much uh just like creative energy and so we have to stop thinking that we're gonna just die you know (laughs) so what all does this include like is this part of the standing rock protests and stuff like that? yes i'm new to this whole thing with the protesting and stuff but it's pretty pretty interesting i think right on well the reason why it's connected for me with standing rock is because standing rock was like the first time that 500 plus indigenous nations came together not anywhere else like not you know not over in europe on turtle island like this continent north america right and um they got we they got they they 500 nations seven um seven um seven tribes of you know, American Indian nations all came together, um, which is the heart of the indigenous folks here on Turtle Island. And Standing Rock was like the, it was like the kind of the eye opening, the uh, eye opening, like that water is life um, because they were proposing the no dapple pipeline to go under, you know, the Missouri River and the Cannonball River. And, you know, the children of the Standing Rock uh, Sioux tribe had just had enough, you know, of seeing their their friends dying from drugs and just, you know, being on, you know, just the just the poverty and just like, I mean, and there's also great things happening on reservations, too. You know, like there, you know, these these folks have been restoring like a like a riddled history. They, 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 you know, just the fact that they're still survived after they were put on reservations in like the most um, unhospitable lands 
you know, they they didn't they weren't um, they weren't um, expected to survive, but you know they did, and the reason why they did is because Mother Nature, she's so abundant that no matter where you move someone, if they are connected to the land, they're going to find a way to survive because Mother Nature is abundant. And that's why greed can get so crazy because like they don't think that anything can grow there. They don't think there's any natural resources there, but natural resources are everywhere. So if you're greedy, you're going to you're going to be able to just spoil everything. Greed is also lack mentality. Yes. So there's never enough. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's never enough. And I got to keep all I can for myself. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Yeah, exactly. So Standing Rock definitely has a big part of this. First off, because in Standing Rock, I met I met um, Myron Dewey. And Myron Dewey, he, he, he recently died in a tragic head-on collision, which they've actually been, you know, looking into. Um, he, he was a very avid... Um, a journalist and movie maker and storyteller and activist and father and just good human being and he died recently not too far away from where I am now and you know he I met him my first day at Standing Rock and he said Sonny you're not singing he's not singing we're praying this is a prayer camp don't forget it and I said okay so you know being a musician and uh, you know knowing that water is life and it's our first medicine I, I came here and I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm holding the vision for, for, um, for Myron. It's pretty, it, it can be pretty bleak because, you know, these big companies, they just, they do whatever it takes to get what they want. And, uh, you know, they divide, they divide, they divide up the peoples and they, you know, like today we actually had to call to get the gate unlocked so that we, you know, so people can come up on public land because it's now bought by the America, American Lithium Company. So now this this land was bought so, because now it's owned by the, the lithium mine. So how do you how do you stop that <laughs> when they own the land now? Right. I love the idea yeah. of, of uh, well, not the idea, but I, I love how you referred to playing music as a prayer. Yes. Um. It took me a long time to make that connection. Like, like I kept compartmentalizing things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I started finding an interest in like meditation music. So I started yes. kind of getting into that a little bit. Yes. And then I started listening to a few other things. And then it, mm -hmm. I started looking back on my life and how I played as a musician and realizing that all this time, without even knowing mm -hmm. it, I had been channeling. I had mm -hmm. been talking Ooh. to my my guides. I had mm -hmm. been yeah. doing all this stuff unconsciously, and it finally it all kind of made sense into the that playing music is a prayer. Mm -hmm. It is a a way for us to talk to you know our spiritual beings, and uh, yes, might not yes. necessarily be like hi jill how you doing but you know like it's it's just a wonderful wonderful way and even though it took me a while mm -hmm. to make that connection i love the fact that you have that same connection absolutely uh i always knew that when i first started to create music i always knew that it was very spiritual it was very i mean because i wasn't writing your like typical love songs and i was you know i was like you know i was like 
reading books about the Native American Indian movement. I was reading books about, um, about you know, the Black Panthers. And, you know, I had a, I went and saw like Amiri Baraka when I was in my first year in college. And I, I was a poet. I followed the, you know, the Black Mountain poets and the, and the beat poets. I actually, on my 19th birthday, I flew to San Francisco just to visit City Lights and go to college of course I dropped out of college because I I, once I started playing the guitar I got all mixed up but like I always knew that my my craft or my gift or my music was was definitely uh, you know of a spiritual bent uh, like a resistance type uh, like questioning this and that it wasn't entertainment so I was very fortunate that at Standing Rock, I met Myron and I was told that it's a prayer because right when I heard that, it all made sense. And then I just was able to just move forward without any like distractions of why I was playing music. I was like, it was just like a flower, just, you know, right. growing from the ground from a seed. I was, yeah. my, my prayer songs were nothing, no different than like, of flowers blooming and and trees budding and <laughs> you know yeah i completely i completely agree plus if you think about like okay um certain frequencies affect people yes. in certain ways right so yes let's say let's say you're a metal guy you know and that's mm-hmm. what you love well you're having a experience while you're listening to that metal music you know what i mean absolutely like, like it doesn't necessarily you can call it what you want but you're still having an experience with it absolutely and when i realized that i started thinking well you know i don't need to work really worry about playing specifically this meditation type music where it's certain frequencies that no. does this and certain mm-hmm. frequencies that do that because yeah if i play what's in my heart that is meditation music exactly you know I mean? no matter no matter what genre yeah, yeah so absolutely so then I started kind of thinking, well, you know what? I'm just going to worry about making my music and following my divine inspiration. What What do you think about how you're fi- finding your divine inspiration? Um, well, I think that the good, I mean, a, a natural segue is this, is like actually the prayer songs because the prayer songs actually make me I, I, I actually feel like I go into cere- like I, I, I approach like all my performance as a ceremony and I think that actually allows me to really tap into like my unique uh, creative blueprint or a thumbprint or a fingerprint and I think that that's the key for me in this big massive world where we live in a world of consumerism and compare like comparing and blah 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 you know and I I feel like being able to tap into music as ceremony and as prayer it's like totally dialed into my authentic self and that is the key to you know honing your craft being your authentic self it's like and that's what the the world and that's the love frequency and that's what the world needs without because I, I I study with a woman named Amanda Flaker and she talks about holding witness as opposed to holding 
judgment. Now we judge ourselves a million times a day. And if we're judging ourselves, we fall into judging others. And when we judge others, it's it, it's not even like we mean to do it. It's just that it's a, it's like we're used to that. We're, you know, we, we've been raised in that. I mean, look at, look at your, you know, look at your TV shows. There's like, you know, like right now there's people uh, judging or are like, they're like, um, they're, they're God-given talents. They're, they're competing against one another. And no one, you know, if you, if you really get down to it, no one likes to lose. So I think that's a bruise to your creative spirit. Yeah, I don't we know. Get, we get this whole, um, we're raised with the fact that there's something wrong with us and we need to fix it. And we're always something wrong with us and we need to fix it. And so like, if you're a little eccentric or if you're a little bit of a character, you might, and you're a kid, you might think there's something wrong with you rather than just embracing your little quirks that make you unique, you know? And everyone has them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's why we're called individuals and that's why we are our own self but this industrialized you know put everybody in a box make yeah, sure compartmentalized, we all fit, fit yeah. nicely and all this other crap yeah so we're that know? we're easy so that we're easily controllable absolutely yeah i agree 100 percent yeah so how's the how's the touring been going and and um how has the promotion of your the gigs helped you with the promotion of your new record. Okay. Well, the new record hasn't come out yet. It's still being co-created. Uh, I actually, I just got a track in from, <laughs> it's so cool. I just got a track in from Tyrell Collins and Leah, his girlfriend. They just sang uh, backup vocals to on a song called Wintertime on the World of Water collection. And um, they just sent through like this choir of vocals and it's just, it brought me to tears. And um, so basically I think that I've been on the continuous ancient love story tour since 2020, March of 2020. Um, I was doing some gigs here and there, but with the pandemic, you know, that was pretty much like, you know, dripped away. So I was doing things online and then a ga occasional gigs outside. So at the top of um, maybe like spring, late mid spring, the record was still being made. And I just said, you know what? I got to just get out and share that a record's coming and get some gigs. So, or some ceremonies, musical ceremonies. So my friend Ananga, she invited me down to West Virginia, Wheeling, West Virginia, and I went and played a few musical ceremonies with her. Uh, we had Cindy Yon Lewis, who read some poetry um, at one of the gigs at a place called Mugshots, and then we did a show at uh, Later Alligator under the Dogwood Trees. It was really beautiful. I mean, I had been witnessing her doing these shows, and now here I was playing them. And then I hopped on the bus and went up to Minneapolis to do a Art of World Festival, which had been dormant for two years during the pandemic so it was like a big celebration back out on the street uh, uh, you know like an open art studio in yeah. northeast in northeast minneapolis three days of music i played on saturday and what was interesting is oh my productions where i'm making part, half of the record because it's a double record they played my music um 
and the music they co-created on throughout the whole festival. So it was just, it was really cool to hear, you know, the unfinished tracks still playing and, you know, and then also like letting people know that Tyrell, who lined up all the music, was actually the the person that was recording that collection, World of Water. And now John Swana... Um, we just finished tracks with Michael DeMonte on drums in Philadelphia. So I, simultaneously, I'm having tracks coming in. Um, all, we're almost there, Kevin. So I think what's going to happen is I finally will have the record. And I think that's going, I'm hoping that will help me get the support to do a, like a bona fide tour where I'm actually booking, right. you know, events where I'm playing in person on a on a more regular basis and not hit or miss here and there you know yeah. now that li- live music is coming back and you know maybe I'll I'm gonna I'm thinking about I'm getting my friend Mel is designing a website and I really do feel like this record this double record ancient love story is really gonna help me um just like step into like maybe getting a booking agent and then really getting some support for a real proper um and I don't maybe I shouldn't say proper because I've been on a tour and I've been doing it but like where I'm actually utilizing stages right right no I understand and having people and having people to interact with because humanity is my Humanity, no matter how fucked up this world is, excuse my language, but I believe in humanity a hundred thousand billion and I don't even know if that's a word percent. And I I I want to restore humanity and um I I just love I love humanity and I love this planet. I love every creature on it. I love I love the water, I love the mountain, I love the sky, the sun, the moon, you know. Yes, that is awesome. <laughs> While I'm thinking about it, will you tell me who all is playing on your records? You got it. You got it. Thank you. Because, like, um, okay, Water is Life. It was recorded in Philadelphia by John Swana. And he um, recently went into his friend Steve's studio in New Jersey and recorded drums with Michael DeMonte. And then myself playing guitar and singing. And then my nieces, Catherine, Ava, and Diana came in and did like chants and whispers and some backup vocals on Water is Life. And then my dear friend, Sarah, who you won't hear on the track, but she, she it's going to be another surprise. So when you, if you want to hear Sarah's uh, gift and co-creating on the record, like come back and get the record down the line because she's going to be playing what I call shamanic sounds, like all the way from Berlin. Berlin, Germany. She's gonna, she has the track and she's like getting into the spirit of it. And she's gonna be playing rattles and different types of, you know, really, yeah, really mystical. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that. Beauty. And her name is Sarah Martinez. So she won't be on the track that you play for the pod, uh, the podcast listeners as of now, but she will be on the, the record when it comes out. And then the world of water collection we have the song called sunshine and water and that's recorded in um, ham lake minnesota by tyrell collins um his girlfriend leah is singing backup vocals tyrell is playing drums and bass and then a fella named xander uh griggs myth is playing the fender Rhodes, and then myself 
on the song called Sunshine and Water. And I promise I'll make sure to, uh, um, since I got this great connection up on the mountain tonight, I'll, I'll, I'll send that invite for that song so you can get that. I know the last time we talked, we didn't get a chance to talk too much about your activism. And I find it fascinating. So, it turns out you're up in Standing Rock, fighting the good fight. Trying to, um, you know, really make a difference out there. Which is absolutely heroic and commendable. So, my question is, is there anything I can do energetically or not to help you with your cause? Uh, Let's see. Well, first and foremost, I... I'm not your typical activist because I, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, you know. Um, and um, I do believe at times we do need to stand and protect. I also believe that we need to witness and love. Um, in Hawaiian, they call it's called kapu aloha, and kapu aloha is when you actually you send love and nonviolent um, compassion and. Um, witness and you hold your enemy or the person you're on a polar opposite of your cause like you hold them with reverence and love it's the ultimate aloha aloha is love and kapu aloha is how I it's my it's what feeds my my activism I I don't I don't um I don't believe in war and I don't believe in violence and I don't, but I do believe that like, I do believe in resistance, but I, for me, if, if I hold it in love, that's what's going to make, I feel the change. So I, if there was anything I could ask of you to, um, help in my journey as an activist standing for mother earth and father sky and water and um, the mountain, I would just say, like, celebrate the way I, the way I, the way I approach activism, because I believe that it's restoration and to, and to, and to restore, we have to witness so that we can transmute past traumas so that we can really restore and, and really move forward and co-create heaven on earth or a just world because justice to me is mercy and mercy is the ultimate gift of like forgiveness and, and compassion and empathy cool so I, what I'll do I, it just gave me the idea what I'll do is in my meditations is I'm just gonna hold space for you and love yes exactly and Exactly. Put that out there and then we'll see what happens. Exactly, Kevin. Thank you for asking because like I really felt like I wanted to ask you, like when you created Finding My Freedom, did you feel that that was a form of activism? Because I believe it is. No, not at all, to be honest with you. And see, I did mm-hmm. remember I actually had to answer that question because it was a good, 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 good <laughs> one. No. Yeah. No, I did not think of it as a form of activism. I thought of it as a form of healing. And even though 
like I didn't want to do it. Like I, part of me was just like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing, man? Don't you know? Like <laughs> you're gonna just do all that, put it all out there, right? And I was like, well, yeah, that's my. I had to face my worst fear, and my worst fear was is in a lot of ways mm-hmm. is like. You know, like like people seeing me in a light that I'm not controlled, that I didn't control. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so I never really thought of it as sort of activism, but I thought of it as well. It's healing, and it and it it's not just mm-hmm. about like okay, I'm gonna tell my st- you know the the whole pretentious. So I'm gonna tell my story, and if somebody else gets gets some benefit from it, then great. Yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, sure, that's great, but. First and foremost, I did it to heal myself. You know what I mean? Like, that's the very first thing. And that's the most important thing is like the other stuff that comes with it is is what is what, you know, the reward is for actually putting yourself out there in that kind of way. But in my in my meditations and in my prayers, it kept coming up, dude, start a podcast, start a podcast. You know what I mean? And it's like to the point where I could not ignore it and I did not want to do it. But I knew I had to, you know, and that to me is yep. is part of the whole divine inspiration too. It's like feel the fear and do it anyway. You know what I mean? Like you just had yep. to, you know. Exactly. So activism, no, but healing, yes, absolutely. But what's interesting is if we think of like activism and we think about what it's what we what activists are doing, they are actually healing. He, activism has in its most tender side an element of healing that's why it's interesting that when I when I when I listen to finding my freedom and your whole premise of it to me it's it's like of course it's not like it's it's like covert activism but it's straight up activism <laughs> you know it, it really is I mean of course that's my perception but I definitely think if anyone would just indulge with me, they could say, yeah, finding my freedom is actually an act of, you know, like reclaiming your sovereignty, which is uh, which is total resistance to exactly what we've been force fed all of our life. Right. And it's a lot of fun, too. Like, you know, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm getting all fired up, but what's interesting is that like it is finding our freedom in this world where we're not encouraged to find our freedom. We're encouraged to just follow the rules, stay in the box, stay in the lanes, finding my freedom is and doing it for yourself and healing is exactly what activists are doing. Right. Yeah. Now that you put it that way, yeah, definitely, I could see that. It's yeah, totally cool, Kevin. Really cool. I I, I just thought of that, and that's why I think it also, um, you know, like, you know, as soon as I saw Finding My Freedom when I when I saw you on, you know, um, uh, Cosmic Awakening, it like it it resonated with me, and it, it just spoke to that spirit, you know, that spirit in me, which is like you know, the activist spirit, which really could be like someone that takes action for self-liberation. What's next for the stage of the recording then? I, did you say you were going to go up to Minnesota and spend some time uh, with the vocals or something? The um, Everyone's working on getting everything dialed in and that I, I'd like to get to Minneapolis and help. Yeah, help with the mastering. 
Yeah, just like listening to the final stages because right now the record is in chronological order. Like the first nine, like the first nine are like the 18 songs. Well, it's actually 16 songs, two poems. They're actually in chronological order right now. That was the easiest way for me to approach getting my demos. Like okay. I, I just put all the, the things in chronological order. And, um, you know, but maybe, I don't know. I mean, World of Water has been recorded in Minneapolis, the Ham Lake, and then Heaven on Earth is in Philly. Maybe they'll, maybe they won't melge or merge. Maybe they'll stay in chronological order, but maybe Tyrell will want to, when we master it, and maybe we'll want to sequence the songs differently. So I'd like to maybe just be in those last stages. Hey, Sonny. Well, it's always great talking to you. And please, come on back. Um, Maybe a couple weeks, maybe a month. Whenever you get the urge, just come on back. I'd love to, Kevin. Thank you. It's great talking to you. This time around, we had a lot of, like, we had a video talk. We had, you know, snafus. It's been really cool. Yes, it has. So this is the second track I promised you. This one is called Sunshine and Water. I hope you dig it.
That about does it for this episode. I hope you guys had a good time with this. I had a lot of fun making it. If you're interested in guitar lessons, please feel free to get a hold of me through my website, kevinwinsetmusic.com, and uh, we can set something up. Until then, I hope you guys have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you.